Welcome to episode 18-003, Forged by Fire. My name's Ryan Stevens. I'm with my man, Rob Hefley, the wheel kick ninja. We meet again, my friend. Yes, and we have an interesting topic today. That topic is going to be negativity. Something we feel every day, see every day, and experience every day. I know, man. You got to run from it. Dude, I feel like the world's getting more negative. What do you think, Rob? Man, I, th- I think so. And that's what, you know, I want to ask you kind of, where's your grid coordinates at? Where are you, where are you at today? Oh, good call. Before we jump into it, dude, I'm, uh, okay, we're talking about negativity, but dude, I am optimistic, man. I've been traveling. I've been to Milwaukee over the last little bit. I went, I've been, went to Milwaukee. I went to Atlanta and gave a period of instruction on uh, active shooter overview and uh, being prepared, like situational awareness. Um, things have been going good. We we ran a class out at uh, the range. We did an all women's handgun class. Uh, made some milestones at work. Uh, got another stripe on my purple belt, right on my path to brown belt. And so, even though we're talking about negativity, brother, cloud nine, brother, I'm running. I'm running this race. So um, I'm I'm pumped. Oh, that's good. I mean, that's that's. I think you know a lot of times you just like listed all your wins, and that's kind of the difference between somebody that's positive and someone negative. You know, instead of you know a lot of times you say how am I doing? You know, and people ask you that question. A lot of times they don't really want to answer that. You know, like good. You know, but there's those people like, well, my dog died. You know, the, I got to pay my taxes. I got you know all you know they just like unload like puke everything. And you're like, oh my. You goodness, know what I, I wish, Rob? I wish that I had it. Like, you know what a kendo stick is? If you ever, you know what a kendo like a big bamboo stick? I wish I can carry it around. We could publicly cane those people. You know what I mean? I, I run into so much. I think uh, like law enforcement. When I talk to a lot of cops, man, or just you know people that I in, in the industry that I work. People are negative, man. They're just, like you said, hey, man, how's your day going? Oh, you know, just another day. You know, how you doing? Man, I can't wait till fr- I'm like, dude, a shark doesn't care if it's Monday or Friday. Shark wants to swim around and bite folks, you know? It doesn't matter. He's got to eat. It doesn't matter if it's Monday, Friday. Dude, get up and get after it. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, I think that is all, all about perspective because, I always think, man, there's there's a verse in the Bible, you know, people misquote verses. I, I love this verse, be content in all things. And uh, Paul wrote that, it's in Philippians chapter four, but he was in prison when he wrote that. You know, I'm like, the dude's in prison, he's bald headed, he's ugly, you know, he's not married. You know, I was like, his life is really not, he's like, I'm content, man, I'm here in prison, you know. And Come even, on. And, but that's, you know, that's mindset, man. That's a, that's the thing about, you know, negativity is like you let that affect. It's like a disease, though. And our, I mean, from oh, it's our, like a cancer. I mean, media to I mean, all these things, social media to media to all these things we see every day. It's affecting our lives. Um, and Rob, we, we have a choice to let it enter in or, you know, say no. Rob, dude, I tell everybody, turn off the news. Turn. On, I don't watch it. I don't watch it. Like my news sometimes comes from word of mouth. I tell all, people all the time, turn off the news and go talk to your neighbor. You're going to find that the world isn't that bad. Oh, I totally agree. And that's where, you know, those things are just, that's just the way, that's what sells, I really believe. And uh, those, and we just have to kind of sit there and say, hey, are we going to let this affect us, you know, in a good way, positive way, or in a negative way, or believe, you know, those those naysayers, this is horrible, the world's ending, you know, we're going to be, you know, the we're going to war. I mean, it's all, it's just negativity. And the, there's so many different ways I think it comes in, but I think a lot of that's learned and that's the, that's the way they deal with the world. Like I said, you want to beat them out of it, but I really think most of those people, you couldn't beat it out of them. Hey, that's get, the way. give me a percentage. What do you think when you run into people, what's the percentage of optimistic versus negative? What do you think? I'd say probably 70% negative, 30% optimistic, but I, I've changed my circles though, man. I have some pretty big boundaries. Mm. Even with family, I don't, you know, like the negative people, man, I, I, the vampires, you know, the seagulls. Hey, Kate, I, I, public, I, I, publicly Kate, I mean, pull out the Kendu stick, line them up. It's like, hey, you know, I have I have my walls. You know, sometimes I have to be around them at different times, but I'm like, hey, my conversation, I'm like, and I'll sit there and say something, isn't life good? Or, you know, I'll sit there and try to ch- automatically change, go to something yeah, positive. Yeah, you change the conversational tone. You change the tone. You change the idea. Yeah, I'm the same way, man. I run from negative people like my hair's on fire now because of how I grew up. You know, I grew up in such a fashion that... Yeah, tell, me, uh, tell me about... Tell me a little bit about Ron Stevens as a kid. Kind of, you know, I know, mm-hmm. there, I know there's good and bad, but I think, you know, that's what forms us. You know, like Forged by Fire, and I think that was part of the fire we went through in our childhoods. Well, 
to be transparent, and this is a hard conversation to have, but man, I grew up with an abusive father. Man, he was um, uh, mentally abusive, physically abusive, and man, I was surrounded by negativity. Um, I think I honestly don't think he was taught uh, to be optimistic. Everything was negative with him. Um, I remember, I mean, there's a lot of things. I remember him uh, using like a um, an extension cord and whipping me and I passing out because of the pain. Like I remember just, it was a bad, bad environment. And I remember him also, you know, telling me, I was a little bit older at the time and he said, you're never going to grow up to be anything. He said, you know, I, I didn't graduate high school. You know, you're, you're not going to graduate high school. You're never going to be anything. You're a loser. You come from a loser family. And I remember that seeping into my soul. And when I started to, you know, change, right. I wanted to get out and get after life. And I remember that still creeping up onto me, you know, creeping up and saying, you're never going to be anything, that little voice, right? And now when I start to settle in, who am I as a man? You know, the more that I go, you know, search out Christ, the more I surround myself with people that are true, authentic people that'll tell me the truth when I need the truth and they'll give gasoline to the fire when I need gasoline. Now I know he was a liar and that his perspective was jacked up and that he was, uh, there's this quote that I love handing out to people is that hurt people hurt people. And he was hurt. I mean, I look back on it. His dad was abusive to him. And so that's what he wanted. That that's just how we live life. It's a reenactor is what we call those people. They reenact what happened to them. And like, you know, the hurt people hurt people. And uh, man, I hate saying this and uh, I don't give him any benefit of the doubt, you know, but he just, he did what he did and said wrong. I mean, I hate, I hate that you got to go through that. What I do love, though, is that you've taken this and made it a positive thing. And you've also broken that cycle through your generation, the way you treat and love your kids. And even the conversations you've had with me about how to be a better dad and how to engage with your son and your daughter, that you broke that cycle and you broke that really a generational curse, you know, this passed down that you're like, hey, I'm not going to be that way. I'm going to be a good dad, a good husband. Hey, Rob, listen, I didn't just break. I kicked that cycle's ass. I mean, I don't like to cuss, but hey, let me, I'm keeping it real, dude. I ran from that. My dad was, dude, he was into drugs. It was, I mean, I tell you, I want you to understand. I try to be authentic and tell the story is so much more deeper, bro. Like it was horrible. Like my family members, like they're so proud of me based on what I've done. You know, I wanted to run from it. You know, my dad was one of the biggest like drugs, horrible person. And I was like, I'm going to be the complete opposite of that. And they say, you know, birds of a feather flock together or the apple falls close to the tree. Dude, they slingshot my apple like 40 acres away. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm totally different now because I've had good mentors in my life that have pushed me the other way. And like the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps is kind of a father figure for me when I joined up. I mean, it, it really, you know, helped me learn different things and have perspective. But I mean, I, I think I struggled with the same thing, not near the depth you are, but you know, like when I had something for approval and had good people in my life, you know, the right people in my life helping me be, you know, seeing like, Hey, you don't have to live that way. You don't have to be that way. Um, you know, you, you can be different. You know, and I think a lot of times we want to blame our situation, you know, on everybody but ourselves. And you, and you took ownerships like, hey, I don't have to be that way. I can be a different man. I can be, you know, something completely different, man, and be successful. And I think you took that horrible, it's a horrible situation and decided, say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to live that way. I'm not going to be that way. And man, I just, you know, I'm, I'm impressed, you know, you're, you're a good friend and, and just to see what you've done beyond the Marine Corps and law enforcement, you know, even in the how you help men become better men in multiple different ways. But uh, it's just, you know, those things is like, hey, you could have let that define you and you could have said, hey, I'm going to be exactly like him. I'm worthless, you know. And I think, you know, all those negative words that we've had in our life spoken over us. And, and I, I have some that are like ingrained in me. And even, man, you know, I went, I'm a trained psychotherapist and been through EMDR, which if you guys Psycho. are EMDR, if you guys don't know what that is, I really, if you're a vet or struggling with PTSD, it's probably the best therapy and crazy kind of stuff. But, you know, don't research it. Just go find somebody that's certified in it. Just walk into the office and be like, yeah, Rob sent me here. It's not electric shock, but it's like one of those things that, man, for trauma, for things that helps you get, you know, and there's stuff, it comes up. And 
one of the things in my life. It's it's ingrained in me still, and I know a lot of times it's my filter. It's how I see the world. Is like you're not good enough. So yeah. every day I wake up and feel I have to pay the rent. I have to prove myself every day. And I read, you know, sometimes it hurts my marriage. Sometimes she's like, you know, what are you trying to prove? And sit there, you know, all those things are you trying to prove? And I think I've taken it and made it a negative to a positive. And still though, that thing is with ingrained within me, you know, even like one of the things I think about talking about being worthless. I was like, you know, you're worthless as tits on a boar hog, you know, which is funny kind of laughing at it. But yeah. you know, I was yeah. like, no, I'm not, you know, yeah, I was, you know it, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to be. You know, yeah. It's a there. funny statement, but yeah, it builds a wound deep down inside. It's something that like a, you know, like a gunshot wound it's there, it's festering, it's not being taken care of. And it, and it, it chips the armor that you're wearing, you know, instead of having this shiny coat of armor you're wearing, now it's battle worn. It's actually chipped based on those, just that one statement. They say this all the time, Rob. They say, uh, you know, sticks and stones, you know, break my bone, whatever words never hurt me. Bull crap. You know what I mean? And, uh, dude, they will based on, especially if you don't have a perspective or filter and then you'll take those and you'll, you'll consolidate those. And it'll start to become who you are. And it's like, you know, like the things that your family said, you know, different ones. I always think about this. And, um, and um, Brene Brown, she's a, uh, she's a sociologist. That, and she talks about, you know, people are doing the best they know how. And it's like, you know, hurt people, hurt people. All those things kind of, you know, their emotional intelligence, that's how they operate. They don't know how to be happy for people to be successful. They don't know how to encourage. Or they don't have, you know, there's all these things, you know, they're dealing with. And that's what I realized, man. When somebody says something to me, you know, even the Bible, you know, my, my battle's not with that person, you know. I don't wrestle against flesh and blood, you know. I don't have to. My mm. battle's not, you know, I'm not going to listen. Because I can sit there and I can take that negative thing and dwell on it, you know. And sometimes, you know, even, you know, I've taken things with me and my wife, you know. Um, and just went way beyond, you know, something. I was like, you know, the crazy ones. And I can tell you this one. Like a couple of years ago, my wife said she wasn't attracted to me. In my head, mentally, it's like physically, and I'm you said like, you went back to the old wound. You're not good enough. Yeah, and not good enough. So, man, you know, like now I, it's like we're doing. Hey, we're going through a remodel. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, like 105 pounds later and stuff. Things, and I'm sitting there in counseling her day talking about that, and I was like, it wasn't. She wasn't attracting me physically, but the person I was becoming. You know, I wasn't a, being a good person. I wasn't being a good husband. And uh, but I took that, ingrained it. You know, like that little thing. I like mm. etched it in my brain and. And we do that with stuff, you know, and sometimes we don't realize how much, you know, those words and, you know, and actions uh, affect us. And even with my kids now, man, I tell my kids I love them. I'm proud of them probably 25 times a day, which is yeah. not good. But they know without a doubt that their daddy loves them. They belong and, you know, that I'm there for them. Yeah. One thing that I learned, like, and that's where I met you was Man Alive. When we were doing it, Man Alive is like a, it's like a Christian boot camp. Is that what you call it, Rob? Or what, what would you call it? Like, I don't it's know. A, it's a retreat, retreat for men that it's a, man, it's just one of those things. It's not religious, but it's based on John Eldridge's Wild at Heart and just a lot of, you know. I got know. lied to to go up there. You yeah. know, uh, Josh DeWeese, yeah. if you're listening, buddy, I love you. Man, that dude is a warrior. Uh, physically, and he's a warrior for Christ, man. He's a good dude. He'll give you the shirt off his back. And he was like, Ryan, you know, he, he was in the Marine Corps. Um, and we both know each other. He's a savage. And he was like, oh yeah, you need, you need this. And I'm like, okay, what do you guys do? Oh, you sit around the fire and you shoot shotguns. It's a great time. Dude, I got up there and they asked me some serious questions and I had to learn about myself, you know? And I was like, there was a part where I looked at him and I was like, bro, I'm leaving. Like I got in the truck, I was just, I wasn't ready to soul search and ask questions of why or what are the labels that have been placed on me that have forced me to take a route. You know what I mean? Like good example, you're not good enough, you know? So what'd you do, Rob? Now you're what? You're in, you own a couple businesses, you're striving. So did that label ricochet you off your life course of what you would have done on your own and force you to do something else? I mean, I think a lot of times too, and even I'm st- man, I'm, st- I'm in the middle of this right now. Like, you know, success, you know, it doesn't define me, but I was like, you know, do my real friends love me even though if I wasn't successful, you know? Yeah. And, the and, authentic people do. Yeah. And then they do. And I was, you know, and I really like, man, I'm blessed with a ton of good friends. And, uh, you know, that part, you know, sitting there's like, what, you know, what am I chasing? And even what's my, uh, uh, what is my, I guess really motivation every day to get up and go do more? Is it, you know, to make more money? No. Is it, you know, my thing in my life, kind of finding my life battle is it's not just about being successful because, you know, success can be measured 17 different ways metrically. But hey, my, my sit there is like, hey, I want to be a good person. 
I want my kids to be good people. Yeah. And I want to add value to people. So that's like your true north, right? Your compass. So you know where, you know, like your true north, your magnetic north, you know where you're going and you're not lost walking around a battlefield, you know? I, I'll tell you, Rob, I'll be vulnerable again, man. I There was part of my life that I was trophy hunting. You know, my dad said, you'll never be good enough. So everything I ever did, I put 110% in, which sounds like a good thing, but I always also wanted validation from others. That's good, kind of got what got me into MMA, you know, mixed martial arts, Southern California. After I joined the Marine Corps, I always wanted validation from somebody else to say, man, this guy's good. Or in a conversation, that's what drove me to be good at firearms. I wanted somebody to say, man, you're good. And so I wanted all, and I just chased and I was trophy chasing. And then I would go for another title. I want this title. That'll make it. Uh, I need to go get my associates. I need to go get my bachelor's. Oh, maybe if I graduate with honors, then somebody will say I'm it. And what I find is no title is good enough. No title. Well, that validation, here's what I mean. I'm st- I still struggle with this too. You know, I have a master's degree. I almost have an EDS, which is another degree between master's and a doctorate. And, you know, making money, um, made more than seven figures last year, which is crazy. But those things, you know, I thought validation, you know, different ones. I was like, hey, uh, anytime I give someone the power to validate me, I also give them the power to unvalidate me. Mm, and that's only, big right there. The only person I give the power, you know, our validation has to come through as a Christian Christ. Because what happens is when it's there, you know, there's no power given to somebody else. Because those things are all just like, they're just a... Uh, they're just like, it's things you go after, man. You know that when you get there, that's what I always see these people, man, when they win a championship or win, you know, you know, whenever I was like, Hey, and that's, that's over, you know, tomorrow you're, you won it yesterday. Hey, yeah. That, that's well, what's the old seal saying. It's like, uh, the only easy day was yesterday. Oh, that's, I mean, that's the truth though, man, because we, I think as men want to be validated, we want to tell, you know, we're, we're great and we, all those things, but you know, to feed that ego, but what happens is it doesn't, it doesn't ever fill it up it doesn't ever completely you know sit there those things we look for the validation a lot of times it was crazy we look for validation from people we really don't like yeah man that is so true right there that's a bullseye that is very very true and it's uh you know people's you know i always look at this people's opinions don't pay your bills they don't you know so i've been like <laughs> the hard way you know people sit there we want to sit there and compete with the joneses the next day you know that dude's got a new boat i want a new boat i got a new truck you know i want a bigger house and yeah and even right now man i'm living this house that uh, we've built, added on, it's way too large. And I think, man, uh, God, let me do this glory for you. But, you know, I would be content living in a tiny house right now and mm. having less stress. And, uh, but, you know, those things you live and learn, those situations, because like, hey, I want to be bigger, be better. But there's always somebody going to be bigger and be better, make more money, Dude, do more things. And you know, listen, be able to beat you at those things. And you have to realize that. You know, I'm on a big kick of humility. I mean, you know, I mean, we've had big conversations about humility. I think um, humility is huge. You learn on the mat when you're doing jujitsu that there's always going to be somebody better than you. Always. There's always going to be somebody who can smash you. Like right now I'm at the gym. I'm about 230 pounds and I'm at the upper echelon of my gym, right? So when I stand as a purple belt about to get my brown belt, there's only one, one guy in front of me uh, when we're training at Gravitas in Conway. And so I've surpassed a lot of people, but there's a brown belt that lives here in the area. I can't even remember his name. He's kind of unassuming. He had like a little dirt mustache last time I met him. I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, I've been doing this for a while. And because I also train MMA, I'm not just one, I'm not just doing jujitsu. I'm doing Muay Thai, boxing, wrestling. So I'm trying to do the whole mix, but I get down on the mat and this dude steamrolls me. I mean, beats me up and lets me know, like, I, it makes me feel like I've never done jujitsu before. So I think I'm at the top of the mountain. In reality, I'm midway on the mountain. I'm still got a long way to go. And that keeps you humble. And when you're humble, right, you can see things from a different perspective. There's a Bible verse that says, um, it says, it talks about humility. It says that when you're weak, you're actually strong versus when you want to be strong, right? If I say, I'm never going to miss the target. I'm so good. And then I miss. Now you're weak. But if you say, well, you know what? I'm all right. I'm decent. I'm probably going to miss. And then I hit all of them. Then I'm powerful. Same thing with jujitsu. I'm okay. You know, I'm not the best. And then I submit everybody in the room or, or win a lot. Then people are like, oh, wow, it makes you powerful. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's all about that. It's about humility and also not listening to the negative people. The negative, because people can say, 
you know, just like, put, dude, you can't listen to the negative people. I would always love, I don't know if you've ever been to the racetrack. Um, I mean, like the racetrack drag races, you know, it's called mm. sleeper cars. Oh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. like this car, it looks like a piece of junk or old model, but man, it has like this motor, nitrous, whatever, you know, like uh-huh. it just like blows the doors off everybody. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the sleepers in life. And, and man, in, in people, I love seeing I the, like sl- that. I love seeing the sleepers in life. The, the, the guy that pulls out and can sit there, you know, put three center mass, you know, the guy that sit there, like you said, jujitsu that kicks your butt, you know, the ones in life that man become successful, that they're consistent and they work hard and they're like, you know, that they're not, and not flashy, which I like flashy stuff, but I was like the sleepers in life always, man. It's like kind of, they're kind of like the underdogs that, Hey, they're like, what's up, you know, and they handle their business. You know, what's really crazy, Rob, I've, uh, I've been very fortunate to meet successful people. I'm one of the guys, and I think it's been uh, an attribute of mine, is that I don't get starstruck when I meet a millionaire or somebody who is on TV. So I can talk to anybody, you know? So it's really gave me the opportunity to meet some celebrities and meet people with millions of dollars. And what I find is they don't have six, seven cars. They don't wear the brand new Air Jordans. They're not, you know what I mean? They're not. They're regular dudes and you look at him you say this guy you would never know he has a million dollars you would never know i mean and then you meet a guy who's making 30,000 and he's 30,000 in debt driving a brand new mercedes wearing a suit and he's pretending to be rich versus is rich fake it till you make it man that's a that's a big thing in in this you know in in our society right now but like you know back to negative people man and negativity um I always, I'm a big thing, man. You can control your environment and control your atmosphere to, to a certain point and the boundaries, you know, of that, you know, doing that in my life and trying to do that better, you know. And what happens is, you know, social media, we have a life that's completely out there and everybody, and man, I used to get, um, with uh, Plexus is like a company I, I work for. Me and my wife, my wife's been very successful and I've kind of like tagged along and, you know, helped her be a little bit successful, but she, you know, is, is the, the stuff, man, but at the very beginning of it, man, we had like haters and it was even like some friends and family. And, and man, it was like, it was very hard for me. It was like, I was like, wanted to punch people in the face. I wanted, you know. Were they yeah. acting different or what was the deal? What were they I mean, doing? like some people like just, you know, literally, you know, like sit there and just say stuff. I mean, on Facebook, they would do it, you know, like to our face, you know. And I'm like, you know, like, why are you doing this? You know, sit there. They talk back about us. And man, and my wife, you know, my wife, she's sweet, dude. And she has the best, you know. Um, she used to be very, I want to say she's still introverted, but she used to be, um, more quiet about stuff. Now she fights, you know, she fights back and she's not, and she's not passive anymore, which I thank God. But it was like the part of me, I was like, Hey, shut up. You know, I was like, you know, I'd be like, I'm, I wanted to fight people <laughs> because of it. But what I, what I learned though, through those situations is every part of this man and success in different levels. And what happens is, man, when you get successful, there's like a revelation that comes, you know, you start to think differently. And some people, when you start to move up, they don't want you to move up and they want to pull you down some, because they have the choice to move up with you, yeah. but they don't want to because they don't want to go through the hard work or they don't want to do, you know, the things you went through. They don't want to be forged by the fire. They don't want to go through that part to level up and they want to pull you back down. Yeah. I think some people don't know how to celebrate other people's success. I see that a lot. You know, as kids, sometimes, you know, they get mad when you get another kid. Well, you didn't get that. That's unfair. Uh, Check it out. Little one, carpet commando. Life's not fair. You know, that's why we have, you know, an open market and people can make money and be successful is because people are putting in the work. And so not everything is fair. And so I'm trying to teach my kids and I'm trying to teach people around me to celebrate in other people's success. Other people's wins. Dude, I'm telling you for S7 Tactical, that's one of the things that keeps my heart beating. And it's the blood in my veins that keeps me passionate about what I'm doing is watching other people be successful. And if that means climbing a rope once, if that means can't hit the target and hit the target, if that means that you are big, out of shape, horrible diet, and I can get you motivated. If you don't know how to fight and I know how to protect yourself, if you were a rape victim as a female and I can teach you knowledge and now you're empowered... Man, so I think I've really embraced the whole celebrate other people's success. And I challenge our listeners to do that, to be somebody that somebody can confide in and say, dude, check out what just happened. I just had a big win. And you can celebrate with them versus being jealous or throwing negativity, sprinkling negativity on that cake, you know? And that's, you know, uh, and I learned that, you know, so much. I'm still learning that because 
man, that's one thing I'm really grateful from Plexus because they've taught me how to celebrate other people, you know, and to love on them and, you know, the, the little wins, man. And even, even seeing that and through and, you know, and being at CrossFits and different, you know, parts of stuff is like, man, the little things, you know, man, you might, you're 1% better today, you know, celebrate that, you know, and sometimes I would always minimize. And even for me, it took me a long time to take compliments. And now, you know, learn my wife's like, you know, I would sit there and start talking and then say, thank you, you know, and soak that in. Wow. Thank you for saying, you know, saying what you said and, uh, but learning how to take a compliment, but, you know, and also enjoying that. It's okay to celebrate. And I think that's one of the things too, because there's this poverty mindset where people don't want to celebrate successes. And we are get we think, man, I can't celebrate this publicly. I can't celebrate this with my family or I can't because, celebrate frenzy because I'm going to offend somebody because yeah. you know, the PC place we live in, I'm like, shut up, you know, man. I'm like one of those, now I've got like, whatever, you know, I'm going to celebrate, you know, I'm going to run, shoot some guns in the in the yard and have some fireworks, you know, like, hey, it's a big deal. Let's celebrate. Let's have fun. Let's enjoy. Yeah, it's the, you know, it's it's the happiness. It's the light in a dark world. You know, you, you want to be successful. You want to say, Hey, look what I did. I accomplished something. And what happens is there's this feeding frenzy. You know, I call it like the feeding frenzy of sharks. You throw blood in the pool and everybody jumps on it for no reason, you know, because what happens like here, here's a good example, kind of visually, right? Rob is if I painted a six on the ground and I stay at the bottom of a six and it's truly a six. If I paint the six and I stand at the bottom of the six, six on the circle and you stand at the top, you would argue with me that it's a nine. Because it's perspective. So when you put something out on social media or use it, you might put it out in the most humble manner possible. Like, hey, this I worked so hard for this. Look what I got. And somebody's going to be like, look at that egotistical prick. He's bragging about a new Lexus. You know what I mean? And so that's the hard part. And you, what you have to do is don't listen to others. Don't do it. You know, know where your mission is and be front sight focused on your mission. And that's where that part of... I think too, you know, when you are leveling up in life, um, like I said, there's those people, you know, always look around who's clapping for you. You know, you Dang, see, you see, you know, like, you know, you see around who's clapping for you and what happens is, you know, those people not clapping for you, you know, their issues are their issues and you're not going to change them. You can sit there. You're not going to make them happy. You know, those negative people, a lot of times you can offer them a million dollars and uh, I'm going to have know, to pay taxes on that. Exactly. That That is the negative, you know, uh, you sit there, you have to, uh, you have to look at the, you know, it's like, Hey, do I want to put myself around those people? Cause you know, you know, John Maxwell talks about, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. And I was like, one of those is going to be your wife. So you get four more to pick from. You need to cheat. Dang. You only got four and you better choose those wisely. You know, I think it's perspective. Like you were saying that the negative is look at it through the positive perspective. Jim Rohn talks about a thing where a guy's sitting inside of a house and he's looking outside of a window and he's like, his buddy's like, check out that sunset. That is amazing. And the guy's like, the window's dirty. You know, he couldn't even look past the negativity. And that's what our listeners need to do is negativity comes in all sorts of fashions. It comes in put downs. They try to put you down, downplay you. They try to pick you apart and label you. Uh, they try to look for your faults and everyone has them. We're all broken and a broken, you know, Rob and I being Christians, we know that we're broken. I mean, man has fallen from the beginning. So you're going to have faults and people are going to pick those out, but it's you to have that perspective to look past the plane of glass to the sunset, to the amazing view. And, and there's sometimes, I want to challenge you guys too. Sometimes there's things you don't need to say out loud or type. You know, there's statuses you need to delete. This morning, I'm going to give you a really good perspective. This is what I said this morning. My wife worked out and I worked out. And she did some, she, she did some biking and got on the rower. And, uh, and she, I walked into the, into the, into the bathroom. She's buck naked and my wife's gorgeous hot, but I slapped her butt and you know, probably not a good idea, but it, that was okay. But then I've said a comment, you know, I have ADD. Oh, so sometimes things like, man. sometimes like you, you guys ever notice, like you say Shots something, fired. you like grab it, you like grabbing it, you grabbing it. And like ADD, I have this impulsive thing where I say stuff that I shouldn't say that I know, you know, it's like my brain doesn't block it, but you know, I just slapped her butt, you know, which, you know, married guy, it's a great thing to do. Then I said, you might need to do some squats. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> stupid, stupid, did stupid. She grab a, did she grab a machete? And she looked at me like, you know, I'm going to She's kill. like, I will rip the skin off your skull. <laughs> and I'm going to kill you. You, yeah. know, like, I, you know, I was like, man, you know, stupid. You That's know. not what I meant. What I really meant was. 
And was, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's like, you look, you know, like, you know, there's tons of things I could have said and did, you know, but there was like that part, you know, like, hey, I just, you know, want to sleep on the couch tonight. I don't want, you know, I was like, I want to have a month. I want to have a celibate May. Uh, that <laughs> is hilarious. She's like, you're now homeless. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that, you know, those things, man, we don't realize how those little words, you know, and I know like for me, the word, you know, not being attracted, you know, those things like you, hey, you, you know, you can do a little bit more, all those things that come to us, we receive it because what happens is, we have these filters we've gained our whole life, whether it be from Christians, whether it be from abuse, all these things are filters. And it's how we see the world. It's how we see the world. And what happens is those filters, when somebody says something like that to it, it reinforces. And me, I have the big ones that, you know, you're not good enough because I have to mm. stop and think. And somebody's giving me constructive criticism. I was like, are they being truthful? Or is this my filter? I'm getting mad about, you know, like I'm rising up. I want, you know, like I want to knock them out. Or I'm sitting there or can I receive what they have for me, which is really going to help me grow and be better. And even, I mean, I experienced that in counseling yesterday. Like I was like so flooded, so mad. I think it's cool that you go to counseling. uh, I I need lots of, it's what's bad. You know, I'm a therapist and I still need therapists, but you know, therapy, but yesterday I was sitting there me and my wife. Hey, something to think about. You said you're a therapist, but you go to therapy. Hey, snipers go to, got to go to sniper school. Oh yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I just, I mean, you just because, you know, I mean, we all need, we all need. It's like a tune up, man. It's like on the doctor. Yeah. It's a tune up. You know, but. I was sitting there and I'd gotten flooded because I got mad. You know, my blood pressure, I'm probably like red. It looked like, you know, the cartoon dude's head about to bust off. You know, yeah. like I'm not hearing anything anybody's saying because I'm so mad. My blood like pressure's anger like, from in and out when he screams and flames. Blow through. If you got kids, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, watch Google it. it. Watch it. But, I was, you know, that's what I was looking like over there. And like, you know, I was so like physically flooded that, you know, everybody else in the room could see that, you know. Mm-hmm. And like Jessica's like, you know, this is not doing any good because he is not hearing anything we're saying right now. And he's not, you know, going to receive it. I'm like, that's right. You're you're pretty close. In. But I had to take a couple of deep breaths, you know, like six deep breaths, lowers your blood pressure and come back. Because I was receiving that through a filter of like, you're not good enough. And that's, you know, not the truth. But that's how I received it. And so here's the thing that I'm thinking, and when I'm listening to you talk, Rob, I'm thinking about when, like my dad and yours, right, these mentors in our life, what we thought were mentors, they planted a seed, okay? So this is for the listeners. Remember, Rob said he's going to try to save you heartache, time, and money, and that's what we kind of want to do with Forged by Fire, is those mentors are going to plant seeds in you. It's on you to rip that seed out of the soil and keep the soil fresh. Because if you let it grow, it will become part of you. Or later on down your life, it's going to be harder. Is it harder to flick a seed out of dirt or is it to remove a tree? And it's just something to think about. I was What's just that, thinking you know, about like, when you were talking. Yeah. Oh, even going beyond Ryan's, like, man, I have like 10 acres and uh, 10 acres, you know, I bush hog it, whatever. And here's what I can plant stuff in there, good stuff that produces fruit and produces vegetables. But with that, I've got to weed it. I've got to cultivate it. I've got to sit there and water. Do work. I got to water the things. But what happens if I don't do that? It just grows up. It becomes weeds. It becomes you know, it becomes trees. All those things that I don't want in my life is like you have to be intentional daily about. And that's the reason I go to counseling because I want to be the best husband, the best dad, the best friend, the best business owner. I want to be the best version of myself. So I, that's my intentional about doing those things and you know, getting that stuff out because what happens is. The more I learn about myself, the more I learn, even like, you know, those layers, like we're like onions, you know, like those filters. I mean, I got a ton of layers and sometimes, you know, it goes back to stuff. I mean, you know what, you know, you're not good enough. You didn't do this. You didn't make this, you know, your grades are not, you know, it just, it's weird stuff. And, uh, and a lot, I bet you, I just want to, I bet a hundred bucks that our listeners deal with the exact same thing. And I want to tell the listeners too, what you once were is not who you are today. So, you know, those labels, maybe you had a seed that was planted in you a long time ago and it grew up. And now, you know, I have a good buddy who's struggling with alcoholism. And so what happens is even though he's, he's kicking the addiction at the end, some people still call him an alcoholic. So that label doesn't have to be there, right? Just because your dad, Rob said, you're not going to be good enough. That's not who you are today. You are good enough. You know what I mean? And that's what I think our listeners need to know is that don't let something label you a lot like NASCAR, right? NASCAR is just a car. But as people start to put labels on you, you get all these brands put on you. And that brand might be that you're an asshole, that you're a nice guy, that you um, are mean, whatever, that you're a jerk. And then soon you start driving the car and you're like, this is who I am. And I think our listeners need to sit down with themselves and say, who am I? Why am I the way that I am? What, 
what has ricocheted me to live the life? Are you a business owner right now because someone said you weren't good enough and you strove and wanted to be the best? Are you the person that's an introvert because somebody said that, you know, you're an idiot, you can't carry on a conversation? Are you angry with your wife because your dad was angry or somebody told you you had a temper? You know, just these things is you really need to do a soil assessment and find out what's in that dirt. And that's something, you know, I call it counseling, call it learned helplessness. You know, you learn mm. these things from generation and you have a choice to make, you know, change those things. And that's why I'm really trying to change my kids, um, the way they see the world and the way that, you know, the way that things are done. And I'm definitely, some days I do great at it and some days I'm horrible at it. Oh, me but, too, dude. You know, and about the thing about labels, man, and that's where that, the identity part, what happens a lot of time is like when we don't know who we really are. Um, we kind of tend to fall towards we we imitate somebody else or we imitate some other thing or you know like we don't know who we are so there's no like there's no values there's no morals you know sometimes we'll become something because we think people will like this person and my, you know me or the be, world likes it yeah, right you know being being fat for so long and that's really I mean I'm still overweight but I would like play off funny I'm like, you know you know fat guy you know in a little coat you know those things that I sit there I'm like I would play off that stuff man and I and I hated it you know I hate it I mean like I literally he hated you know those things and I'm sit there and he knows that you know you know large and in charge and all those things you some of you guys know have dealt with weight you understand that too I mean it's like why you just change this stuff you know but there's parts of us we don't even realize it's there that we're you know we've grabbed a hold of this identity and we you know, we kind of leech onto it and man and I really, you know, deeply who you are and who you want to be because so many times we think, you know, we try to be like somebody we don't even like. And we I'm, try to, you know, just try to adapt to them. Imagine, Rob, if all of the listeners got comfortable who they truly are, not what the world wants, but who they truly are. Imagine how much more success they can have in their life, right? Imagine how much more confidence. So you walk into a group of men or a group of people and you could just be yourself who you truly are. You could walk with a different set of confidence. I can tell you, I know when I meet a man, if he's posing or if he's being real, I see it all the time. Like in my community, uh, the old Chuck Norris, super tough guy wearing aviator shades, wearing the handlebar mustaches, super tough guy will shoot you. I, I can kick everybody's butt. That guy, it's an imitation. I, I can see it all the time, you know, versus just being who you really are. And uh, I think that's important. I think, you know, the things people are comfortable themselves, you know, I think when you're, when your real identity is like, Hey, I can go, this is who I am. I don't have to dress up. I don't have to be this person. You know, they can come to my house, get in my refrigerator, you know, be, man, that's when you start to have that life. And I'm not mean, still struggle with this sometimes. Cause you know, like the, the outward persona, but I was like, those people can come and, uh, just to, to be who you really are, that part where you quit posing. And John Eldridge, man, it's he's powerful. got yeah, Wild at Heart. If you guys haven't read it, read it. But it talks about posing. And, uh, man, when you, when you put that poser down and realize, you know, I'm, I am who I am. God created me in his image, you know. I'm his kid. You know, that I don't have to be anything. And if you don't like me for who I am, I'm not going to worry about it. You know, I sit there. That's hard to do. Well, it's it's, it's it, so hard as a man, you know, because you want to say, you know, we always like, we meet, it's like, what do you do for a living? You know? Yeah, I want to, I'm, I'm like, I'm a trash man. I take out the trash. That's what I, that's what I, that's my go-to. Mine's I'm a bus driver. I drive a bus. Dude, you would be a. I drove a bus in man in college, so you know. Did you really, oh, dude? Yeah. You would be a dope bus driver. But I was like, you know, those things, and even now, like there's times like I'm a business owner, but you know that is so like pretentious now. I look back and say, um, I don't, you know, like I was sit there like those things, like even my wife's like, but Plexus, like you know, what do you do? Uh, network marketing. She's like, don't say that. You know, it's a health and wellness company. She's like, those things, like what do you do? Uh, man, I'm a dad husband, you know, even, yeah. and, uh, my identity, you know, those are the things, man. I don't, when I, when, when I die, I'm gone. I was like, I don't care how much money you made or what your job was, you know, you're know, was, all going, was, you're was all going friend? to the dirt. Yeah. You know, was he a good friend? Was he a good dad? Was he a good, you know, my mm. legacy is, is waiting more in those things, I think. And, uh, I think people, so here, here you go, Rob, here's for the listeners. One of the biggest hurdles that you can jump to be successful is to not worry what other people think. Don't let other people kill your dream. Don't listen to the negativity. One of, my wife is a big success story for that. She was like, Ryan, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? Don't let anyone filter or hinder 
what God puts you on the planet to do. Once you find out what your mission is, you get front sight focus and you get after it. There's always going to be people that are not like what you're going to do. There are always people that are going to try to find your faults. They're going to try to label you. They're going to look at you from a different perspective and you just got to be front sight focused. That's what you need to do. And I mean, that is, I know it sounds so much easier. Than it oh, actually it's hard. Is. It's, it's really hard. It's, that's I mean, why it's a forging fr- process. That's why it's got to go in the fire. I mean, that's why I'm still like, you know, those things that, you know, some days I'm be really well uh, with it. And some days, man, I'm like, I am doing miserably, horribly posing, you know, because uh, I, I want to be liked. We all want to be liked. But I was like, it's a truthful, when I am, I really am. And that, that will be liked. And I have, there's a, there's a pastor. He's a pastor of New Life at Fort Smith. His name is Marcus Brown, and uh, I got to go on a missions trip with him a couple of years ago. And this dude, everywhere we went, he was like the most comfortable with who he was in his own skin. And I was like, "How yeah. cool is that?" And you know, he was just like laid back, kicked back, and very intelligent. You know, added to the conversation, but was like, he never tried to be anything he wasn't. You know, and just laughed and had fun. And I was like, it kind of helped me as a man on that trip, just because I was like, this dude is a pastor, which is one of the hardest jobs in the world, I think. He's on call 24-7. You're all people watching you, but he was just like, you know, he was just himself, man. That's yeah. huge. Imagine if all of our listeners were like that, not the false John Wayne, Chuck Norris. You have to be an a-hole to everybody to be cool. That's not the truth. That's not the truth at all. It's being authentic and being real and knowing who you really are. And what happens is if you stay away from the labels, you know, I was telling you before the podcast, we we're talking about Les Brown. Uh, for our listeners, if you're not listening to Les Brown, you need to. Uh, he's an awesome dude. And there's a story that he says, do you mind if I share it, Rob, or what? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so check this out. Uh, Les Brown was in school and he was uh, labeled mentally retarded when it comes to education. And he he kept that label. That's that negativity. Somebody threw a seat in there and started to grow. And he was in a seat one time uh, later on in school and a teacher came up to him and said, I need you to get up, Les. I need you to go to the board and I need you to write this down. And he looked at him with fear and he said, uh, I can't do it. And he said, I don't know if you didn't hear what I said. I said, get up and go write that on the board. And he said, I can't. And so the teacher kind of leaned into him and he said, I've been deemed that I'm mentally, you know, retarded when it comes to education. And then Les Brown, the teacher looked at him, right? Les, the teacher looked at him with like, like fierce eyes. And he said, he said, don't let other people's opinion become your reality. Get up and go write on the board. And he did. If you guys don't know who Les Brown is, like, he's like, seriously Googling. I got to meet him actually last year at our Plexus convention he spoke at in front of like 12,000 people. And, but afterwards he did a small group with about, I think he's about 30 of us. And he's, and he's in his seventies now and still in that story, you know, still powerful about how, Hey, he could have completely not, you know, changed. He could have completely took that identity and, and grasped a hold of it because that's what I, you know, I challenge all of you. Like you, people have labeled you stuff. People will try to put you in a box and say, this is who you are. This is what you do. Here's what, what you do is not your label, you know, it's not who you are and it might be a job, it might be occupation, but all those things are really easy. And I think, you know, and those things kind of back to negativity. We, we have this question, you know, like me and Ryan talk about your, your asset or liability and here's what happens in our lives. I think sometimes we got, we have to, we pay into our friendships. We pay into our marriages and to the banks. So, you know, you, you got to make some deposits and there's times you got to make withdrawals. Like I need help, you know, yep. I need support, you know, I need, you know, cause I'm being a jerk today or whatever. So, but, you know, those choices like, Hey, am I going to be an asset or I'm going to be making withdrawals all the time and be that liability? Man, Rob, that is so powerful, man. If I could share that, if that could get out to the world, if, cause what happens we say negative people, negative people, negative people, right? That's others. If you want to change the world, you change yourself, right? Because it matters everybody change themselves. We would exponentially change how the world is. So instead of saying other people, other people are now, am I being negative and I don't know it? So to make a good, solid assessment, you ask yourself, am I an asset? Am I bringing value to others? Am I speaking life into others? Or am I a liability? Am I ripping people down with negativity? Am I labeling them? Am I tearing apart? Am I only pointing out their faults? Am I looking at the window that has spots on it? And, and especially to the people around. Now imagine our listeners, dude. It, it, it could revolutionize how people treat each other, you know? And it makes me think, you know, my favorite my Angelo quotes. He says, I've learned that people will forget what you said, but people will forget what you did, but people will never forget what made them, how you made them feel. I'm going to say it again. I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but will, people will never forget how you made them feel. Dang. And, so stay positive, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's like those things that, 
those things in my life, I think, you know, uh, you know, somebody made me feel good. You know, you remember that. And sometimes it's just opening a door, a smile, or, you know, saying something, hey, man, I'm, you know, you just uh, just a phone call. Like even yesterday, like I, like I said, I got out of counseling. I'm still processing stuff a little bit. And Ryan called me and he's like, did I'm like, somebody kill your dog? I'm like, hey, but that's just being authentic, right? You know, just keeping a real little bit of humor. I could have call, called Rob. Rob could have been, you know, boo-hoo. I'm all upset. And I could have been like, yeah, why are you being, a, you know, I could have, I could have easily, I could have easily pointed out his faults. I could have easily labeled him as, you know, a whiner. But instead, you throw a little bit of humor, and I watched him perk up, you know, trying to be an asset to Rob. But that right there was like, you know, having friendships close enough where they can see that stuff is very important, you know, that they know. Like, even on the phone, he knew, you know, my tone was not the most positive at the moment. But, you know, laughing about that, you know, I was like, hey, and honestly, after that, the rest of my night was good. And, uh, those things, you know, having friendships like that, you know, when you have somebody you can actually call and, and be real and say, hey, you know, I need a slap in the face. I need, you know, I need to tell me what's up. Hey, that, you know, I'm, I'm being stupid right now and having a band of brothers. That's one thing we talk about, you know, having other men in your life, you know, whether it be John Eldridge talking about that or Ryan Mickler, an order man, you know, Stephen Mansfield. There's all these people that talk about having a band of brothers is so important to have friends that tell you the truth and don't lie to you. That's it. And so what you need to do, Rob verbally you need to bite down on the mouthpiece of life duck your head tuck your chin and swing for the freaking fences through the negativity to get to the positive outlet and the positive outlet might be somebody you work with that's positive it might be a friend it might be your wife it might be someone you need to search out but you need to swing for the freaking fences when life tries to label you put you down pick your faults everybody's going to tell you look at your story from a different perspective you freaking swing it's what, you know, it's, it's just, it's so one of those things, just, you know, find the positive people, find the perspective every day. You know, it just says that gratefulness has a bigger reaction in your brain than love does. Mm. You're being grateful every day, you know, where you're at perspective, man. It's all about perspective, being grateful. And you, if, if you're grateful, you can't be negative. Well, dude, let me, can I say something, Rob? Are you ready? Yeah. Let's talk about negative. Let's talk about the challenge. Okay. The challenge was? Uh, the the no sugar in may no sugar in may how are you doing with that challenge uh okay i'm optimistic about it what is it uh so we just started it and i failed miserably so my son is a little beast and i made this uh bet with him that every time he hits a home run we'll go get ice cream it was kind of his idea and i'm like yeah dude let's do it man you can you can kill it but he wasn't hitting home runs he was hitting like singles and doubles i was like okay we're not getting ice cream Four games, four home runs. And so getting ice cream <laughs> late at night, I was like, I used the D word. I was like, you know what? I kind of deserve a little, you know, ice cream with some fudge on top with them. So, okay. After today, I see the face you're making. I got you. Okay. So what I'm going to do is um, I've got it, dude. I'm done. I'm going to stick with this. There will be no more failures. Mental toughness is going to be on it. So Ryan is telling me he's using a negative reinforcement or to his son to get a positive outcome is something he shouldn't be doing. So, you know, like that's part of sometimes. Don't I, use your psychotherapy on me. I was like, okay. And one thing he's not supposed to be doing, he's using that for a positive reinforcement for his son. And, uh, but you know, I mean, it's I think, working well for me right now. He took ownership of like, Hey, I failed miserably. And that's where, here's what happened. You guys honestly are going to, I mean, I fell every day, but when you fail, it's like, Hey, how am I going to learn from this? How am I going to do better? And it's that 1% man every day. And and it's accountability too. You know what I should have done? You know, we pull up in there and I start using this, this word, the D word, which is nobody deserves anything. You don't deserve anything. You know, uh, we we don't deserve, we work with entitlement. entitlement. Yeah. And so I pulled in, I should have texted you or I should have texted, you know, somebody else in the support group and said, Hey dude, check it out. Or just my wife. I need to share my goals more with my wife so she can be my account. She's around me more than anybody else. And she'd be like, Hey, you know, get off the ice cream, you dirt bag. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Sometimes it's good for your marriage. Sometimes like, you know, kind of you let them speak into you. It's like, what are you doing? Why are you eating ice cream? But I was like, you know, that's self-control too. I mean, we all, those things when it comes to eating, whatever you're doing, you know, self-control, self-control. But you know, like those things, uh, man, definitely. So, hey, if you want to be part of that in May and uh, part of helping come along with us and uh, we're doing, it's called Forged by Fire, it's hashtag Forged by Fire Challenge. 
Um, I need help. You know, we, we <laughs> both need help, you know, because I mean, like food probably, you know, I said Coca-Cola is definitely my, my addiction, my coping mechanism when it comes to stress. And, uh, you know, I, I had one like the day before uh, April 30th just to make sure, you know, like kind of it's like my last, of, you, my last hit. You binge, you binge coked. <laughs> yeah, it's like my last hit before I'm going gonna to go. Dude, I'm telling you, I am weak. I'm putting it out there right now. I'm weak. I mean, it like. If you call me right now and said, Ryan, we're going to, you know, we're going to go train or Ryan, we're going to go run 10 miles or whatever it might be. I would go get after it. The physical aspect I got when it comes, I, I am horrible when it comes to diet. I heard a quote a, a little bit ago and it just sunk in. It says in 2018, our citizens are digging their grave with their teeth. Oh, yeah, I agree. You know, forks, what I think about. And uh, here's what happens. I think this is, I mean, looking deep into this. Um, socioeconomically, I'm sure the way we were raised, we were rewarded with food. You know, like, hey, you did a good job on reward you with food. And I do it with my kids, which is horrible. Yeah, mine was dried ramen noodle and powdered milk. <laughs> okay. What I'm talking about is like, <laughs> yeah, hey, you get to yeah, eat. Yeah, 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 like, you're you know, right, you're my, right. My love language, you know, if I joke, you know, like touch and, uh, you know, like yeah, words of affirmation is one of mine, but man, warm food. You don't have to be like good. It can be warm food in the microwave, yeah. warmed up. Is like you know, a, I feel a pizza loved. pocket. Like if my wife, yeah, exactly. If she, I tell her, I was hey, like, "Hey, Rob, here's a pizza pocket." You're like, "Baby, hey, love you. Uh, yeah, what you need, girl?" Like for you know, like if she wants to get anything from me, you know, warm food and uh, the other, the three letter word S E X. You know, those two things. You know, she's like, she knows she's like got me wrapped. But That's those it. Warm food's not. You know, it doesn't have to be great. as be planned. But those things that there, she knows how to get me. I mean, Come that's, on, man. And I so, think, you know, there are levels that, you know, quit rewarding yourself with food. And that's just one of those things. How do I reward myself betterly? Man, I, I'm telling you, this is going to be a hard challenge for the month of May, man. I'm excited. I hope somebody posts like a before and after. I hope somebody, you know, maybe some funny stuff to get get us motivated. And we can maybe, maybe I'll post something about a Forge by Fire challenge. And I'm really going to go after it, man. I, I slipped up the very first of the month and now it's over. I'm I'm gonna attack this full frontal assault. I'm calling in support elements. We're gonna do this. Good. And that's what I mean, this is the you know, you know it's joking think hey it's not that big a deal. But you know, challenging yourself if you're always got something you're kind of working towards, like I said, that's the one percent better. It might be with fitness, it might be with food, it might be, you know, taking that third first step and going to counseling or marriage with your wife, you know, whatever, you know, that positive and you know, I just challenge you, hey, he's like what am I going to say? Is it adding value to somebody or taking away? And when I'm saying this, when I'm posting on Facebook or Instagram, I think, you know, is this adding value or taking away? And Asset my, or liability. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of my core values is to add value to people every day. That's right. And Brian, why don't you like send us out today and. Uh, hey, positivity. Run from the negativity. Be an asset, not a liability. Forged by fire. Out. Out.